Today, I'm here to tell you that I was wrong. I was, I was wrong. I've been relaying some bad information, and I want to clear that up. We're talking about shocking PGA Tour statistics. I love stats. I'm a numbers guy. I don't think you need paralysis by analysis when it comes to statistics, but I think it is important that you understand the full picture. And then you can kind of have a north star or guiding light. Understand what the best do and then whittle your way towards that. All too commonly, I get a player that comes in and says, hey, old, old Johnny on the course or Deborah on the course, I observed him do this. You can certainly learn things from your amateur friends, but our best examples are out there playing for money. And it uh, doesn't mean you need to be exactly like them, do exa everything exactly like them. It is their career, but they are the pinnacle of what good golf is. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned from just watching those old guys and gals do their thing, do their best, and uh, compete when it really matters, which is the highest level of our sport that is golf. Anyway, y'all, Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner. That's what I do. And this podcast is here to help you. It's here to help you with your golf learning curve. It's here to help you do your best, play your best, chase your best, all those things. Anyway, let's dig in. I'm actually excited. I did my research. I think I'm going to blow your mind a little bit today and you should learn some stuff. And if you don't, well, send me an email and tell me about, uh, tell me about what you didn't learn and how I need to do better. No, but for real, I love hearing from you all. I love, um, I love hearing from you. Ideas, things you don't know, things you want to know, things you want cleared up. I don't know what you don't know. So send me an email, reach out to me on my socials anytime with your ideas. Leave this thing a review, share it with a friend that helps um, more than you really know. It, it really, truly does. So take a time and uh, drop a review. Thank you so much. Let's dig in. How far would you guess a uh, PGA Tour player hits it? What's your guess? It's 300 yards on average. That is the average of the average of all of them as of today. And um, it kind of gives us a good baseline. So to learn from that, I think the big thing that I learned from that as I'm observing this is some people think tour players hit it further than they really do. Also, this is the cumulative average of everybody. So the best hit it further, the shortest hit it slightly less, and this is the average of their drives. So if you're a 300 yard on average hitter, that means your best drives probably go 320 or 330 at normal conditions. It doesn't mean that every drive you hit is that far. And that's just a little nugget for you to consider when you're telling what your average drive is. It's not your furthest drive, it's the cumulative average. So off of your furthest drive, a good round number is to take 10% off or so and consider that to be your true average. And then when you're making course management decisions and stuff like that, you can say, hey, can I hit it far enough to score? Is this gonna get me to where I wanna be or is it gonna put me into bad position? So these are just things I think you should consider when you're managing the golf course. Now here, here's my, uh, here's my little lie. I have been saying that the PGA Tour average for greens and regulation is around 50%. And that, that's a little low. It's, it's not right. The Tour average is 65% and multiply that by 18, you get 11.7 .7 greens per round on average. I think that this is one of the greatest holes and opportunities for improvement for the majority of the amateur golfing public. Figure out how to hit more greens, whether that is course management, driving it better, driving it further, hitting your irons better, or controlling dispersion better, making better contact. Where is that? What does that mean to you? What can you do to hit more greens? 
all of these statistic keeping uh, things that go on the end of your golf clubs are really helpful. They help you paint a picture and I'll have people come in and see things like, I miss the green short 50% of the time. That's a lot. So just pay attention to your trends, pay attention to these things and give yourself every opportunity to hit as many greens as possible because it really is the road to playing better golf. Driving accuracy and combine this kind of with driving distance, it really tells us how these players are hitting it. On average, they're gonna hit about 60% of the fairways in an average round of golf. And as we know from earlier, it's gonna go 300 yards on average. When you're figuring stuff out, are you hitting enough fairways? Is your opportunity to hit more fairways or hit it further? I can't tell you, it's very frequent that I'll have a player come in and they actually hit quite a few fairways. And it's easier to hit fairways when you have less swing speed. So that's something I want you to consider. A lot of times these players, their opportunity to improve is more so to hit it further. So if you're hitting it 225 and we jump you up to 250 and you're 25 yards closer to the hole, and you've kept similar dispersion, now you have a much better chance at hitting the green, considerably. Two irons or so, which is a big deal. It's just closer, there's less that can go wrong, and 25 yards is a lot. So consider that, and consider all of this when we're talking today. A lot of this stuff is really about the decisions you're making and some guiding principles as to where you should go to try to play better. Maybe you're hitting enough fairways, but you're not hitting enough greens. And maybe it would be easier to hit more greens if you hit it a little further. Anyway, this is just food for thought. I want to just stir the pot a little bit and get you thinking about where, where your true road to improvement is. Putts per round. Take a quick guess in your head. Take a mental guess and we'll, we'll do that song. Do, 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 do. No, for real. Putts per round on a PGA Tour average. It's 29. This is actually lower than I would have guessed. I would have guessed 31. Yeah, I would have guessed 31. So 29 is... That's really, really strong. And I have never seen an amateur come into me with 29 putts per round. Even the ones that miss a lot of greens and get the ball up and down a lot. Like the best putters I see are 31, give or take a little. So 29 is saying that, hey, these guys are not only hitting greens, but they're making putts when they're hitting greens. That's the gold standard. It really is. And uh, it just says a lot about how well they're putting in. All right, now... Putts, we're going to dig in on putts a little bit here. So three putts, the percentage of time that a tour player will three putt. So if your answer is 10% of the time, that means if they play 100 holes, 10 of those holes on average are going to three putt. What's your guess here? How often does a tour player three putt? 3% of the time. This, again, I was equally impressed with because that's, that means you're going to play 100 holes and only have three three putts. It's good. It's really good. Again, we're kind of putting up to the gold standard, but it would not be uncommon that I would see uh, an amateur three putt 25 to 50% of the time. So that is a massive opportunity to hone the skills, drop some, sco- drop some strokes, and shoot better scores. Uh, scrambling. So scrambling is calculated as when you miss the green, how often are you able to get it up and in? So if you miss the green, can you chip it up next to the hole and can you make it from there? This is a combination skill set of chipping and putting. And the best players here, take a guess, the best players, 58% of the time they get the ball up and in. The average, excuse me, the average is 58% across the board. Now I actually would have guessed this to been a little bit higher. Consider there's the source and that they're playing really difficult courses in some of the most difficult conditions. 
If you put them on our average municipal, that number would go up considerably. Consider that as as we're discussing this. Know that the best players get the ball up and down more than half the time. And the best of the best is around 70%. And uh, that's pretty automatic. That's really saying a lot. What does all this mean? It just means that this is what they do. Nothing more, nothing less than that. It gives us some ideas as to maybe where our greatest need for improvement is. And I want you to consider that and have a roadmap. Where should you be spending your time? Should it be hitting greens? Should it be getting the ball up and down? Are you not getting the ball up and down because you're not good at chipping or not good at putting? Or maybe you don't have shots or maybe you don't have course management. There's all of these things that go into making up a round of golf. And that's what makes golf fun. It's a never ending learning process. You never really get to win golf. You just get to show up, do your best and continue to progress and learn. And that doesn't mean every day is going to be a best score. It means that you're going to show up, do your best, and you keep putting your effort in the right places. And you're going to watch that handicap come down over time. You're going to get to where you want to be. And that's how you game plan effectively. And if you can do it without emotion too, which is hard because it's hard to look at your golf game with an honest reflection and say, hey, what what am I doing wrong? And this is where a golf coach or a trusted peer can come in. You can have them come into the conversation. Or I find that spouses are actually incredibly helpful in this category. When a spouse plays with another spouse a lot, they'll be like, no, you actually three-putt more than you're saying. Because <laughs> the honesty really comes out from the other spouse. So uh, use your trusted peers have a golf coach if you can. I'm a big proponent of that. I think if you have a someone who's awesome in your area and you have the resources to work with them, it, I, I think it can really help with your learning curve and help you strategize and and have a really good game plan. Anyway, this is uh, this has been a fun podcast. Let me know what you thought of it because it was a little spin, a little different. When we record these things every week, you need to keep it fresh, need to keep it fun. And I would love to know what you thought of this, a little talk about statistics, game planning, building a roadmap, all that jazz, helping keep your ship steered the right direction and making progress. Fun podcast for me. Leave this thing a review, share it with a friend. Don't make me ask twice. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week. He's crazy.